What's up, you guys? We're in part two of this very interesting episode about looks. And in the beginning of last episode, I talk about the difference between, well, the similarities between the asymptote and looks. And we're going to give you the answer at the end of this episode. So let's go ahead and uh, get this show started right now. You were so, saying about triggering, um, like what? Where's your information? Mind, where, things yeah, like that. Uh, what's what? Your what mind? brings it back? Yep. I for me, I recently, uh, like a couple weeks ago, I started watching a TV show um, called Physical, which is on Apple TV Plus, which actually is a really good show in terms of like cinematography is really good, acting's fabulous, but it really was super poignant about eating disorders because in the show she has bulimia and she would whenever she would be triggered by being upset or agitated or depressed she would go and buy a bunch of fast food so she would go to a particular fast food spot almost like uh almost similar to like an ocd ritual she would buy three hamburgers three drinks three shakes three fries she would go to a hotel, she would get naked, she would eat all of the food, and then she would throw it all up. And that's why it was so spot on and triggering that it may not necessarily be that exact order, but when you suffer from bulimia, if if you've already started, let's say, uh, starting off with like anorexia, you're not eating the amount of calories you need to per day because you're should I eat this cracker uh should I uh maybe I'll just have like a a small container of peaches and you're really restricting your food intake which then restricts how much you're eating per day because your stomach can only handle so much and then when you do if you do become bulimic from that you then sometimes you'll get so hungry that you will binge a whole bunch of food so i might go to like mcdonald's and buy a whole bunch of food eat all of that food and because you're not used to eating so many calories your stomach immediately wants to purge it so then you either do make yourself vomit by sticking your hand you know your finger in your mouth or um some people use like toothbrushes and things like that and then you throw up all of the food so you almost feel like okay i did something bad i ate food i i was naughty i ate the food um i'm not gonna do it again and i got all of the food out so now it's better and so you continue within that that loop of i'm so hungry or i'm feeling so bad and so sad that i'm gonna binge all this food And then you feel tragically like, oh, my God, how could I have eaten that food? And then you throw it up. And it is kind of very ritualistic um, in the sense that not only 
is there like a ritual to your eating? But uh, I was also watching uh, totally did not mean to in the same week and just completely trigger myself. But I watched the movie Spencer, which is about uh, Princess Diana. And Princess Diana had a very uh, severe eating disorder. And they went into that in the movie. And I thought it was also super interesting that they showed her cleaning the toilet. That is something as well. I hid my eating disorder for years. No one knew I had an eating disorder. No one knew mm-hmm. I was go- stopping at a at a gas station to throw up the two slices of pizza I had at my friend's house. No one knew that I was like vomiting. Even when I worked at Boy Scout camp, I would work all day long as a lifeguard. I would eat a little bit of food because I'm literally wasted from being in the sun all day and then I just throw it all up because I felt so bad that I ate so people unless like you don't know what goes on behind closed doors you don't necessarily know that someone has those issues because TV and society makes us believe that I'm gonna have scars on my knuckles I never had scars on my knuckles I would I wasn't putting my hand that far in in my throat to scar my knuckles with my teeth and you couldn't even, my teeth were yellow, but I was also a smoker, which I also hid for a very long time. So you couldn't, you couldn't tell that I had any enamel. I could tell as a person, I could tell that I had more hair on my arms because you get so cold. So you're constantly freezing because you're just throwing your body's um, immune system off or maybe not immune system, but your um, electrolytes off. So you're constantly cold. Um, you get headaches all the time because you're throwing off all of your electrolytes in your body. Um, I would get really bad Charlie horses too in my legs. So like, if you've ever got it where like you're, uh, like trying to kick it out and your foot fell asleep and my, that would happen in my legs. Sometimes I wake up from sleeping and my muscles would just contract. This would be for years. Yeah. I, what, and then what what point did you just finally say, like, I can't live like this no more? Like, what was the epiphany in your mind was like, fuck this? I think that I was, um, I, I had finally told my parents um, when I had kind of come out uh, with what I had told them about, like, my sexual assault in college and kind of where a lot of my... Uh, my mental like depression and a lot of my issues and my trauma stems from. Um, I had also told them that, and that's where it, it got really bad. Um, when I was younger, maybe like right at the end of high school, I was kind of restricting a lot of what I ate because I felt like I had to fit into like a societal norm of being thinner because people would tell me same thing with like the dress, like, Oh, you look really cute in that. But like, do I, because there are people that are much thinner and prettier than I am. And then when I got to college, I was being bullied for other reasons. Cause sometimes women in a group can gang up on one person and it's just never good. So I was extremely depressed and that's where it kind of heightened to bulimia where I was throwing up constantly or just uh, like, there'd be like a week or two where I would just eat, a, like I said, like a cracker and maybe some peaches, and that's all I ate for a whole week. And sometimes you, like, hallucinate because you didn't eat anything that week. And you people, it kind of coincides with depression where, like, 
you are so depressed because of this and then this is also making you depressed so it's a very like vicious cycle um and i think as i started to like work on myself uh going to therapy and trying to take like antidepressants and anxiety medication things like that i think over time i just really realized like i gotta stop doing this um because you know, it, it's not making me feel great. And I have a lot of issues from having that long of a, I was looking at a statistic uh, right before we did this that said that eating disorders are among the deadliest mental illnesses, second only to opioid overdose, which makes sense. And over that many years of having that, uh, you know, struggling with that disease is that like, I have something called Barrett's esophagus where um, I have, uh, it probably also comes from smoking, but from when you do vomit and we've all, you know, puked from something like having a stomach flu or something like it, it, it's very acidic. And when you're constantly vomiting, you're constantly bringing up acid. And so over time, it's like eroding your esoph esophagus, esophageal lining where like, so I, uh, Barrett's esophagus is kind of similar to having um, acid reflux, but it puts me at a higher risk for potentially getting like esophageal cancer. So it's things like that where you don't think of all the things that it could affect your body. Um, same thing with like my jaw. Like I said, it's really hard to, when I go to the dentist to hold my jaw open for a very long time. Mm. Um, when I talk a lot at work. Uh, so like, let's say, how we're talking right now or I'm how I'm talking at you. If I had to do that for a couple hours at work, I start to lose my voice. My voice gets very dry and I have a, a lower tonal voice, which I feel like a lot of people enjoy, but um, I definitely think my voice is lower. Even now that I've stopped smoking cigarettes, my voice is still lower, but I think it registers lower because I have a lot of issues with like my esophagus and all of that past trauma. So there's a lot of stuff that kind of like physically I had to stop because you're just, you are slowly making yourself worse <clears throat> physically. Wow. And it's, it starts to hurt and could make it even worse in the long run of like having cancer or having, you know, losing. So Cause even when you, when you do have an eating disorder too, you can like lose hair from not, I'm or sorry, you, you, you can stop getting your yeah. period. That that's yeah. that's unbelievable that people go through that and like the changes your body makes just to to cover up the make fact up. that like I don't yeah. yeah to make it up like I gotta grow I grow more hair so I'm cold but like for Danny you went a different yeah. route you didn't go that way you said you know what surgery mm -hmm. would be the way for me so that I can I can change up my lifestyle in a different manner. Like what? What was your thought process? What was like certain triggers that you may have saw, other than like the outside, the environment, but like internally? Like how did you internalize it? I think a lot of triggers for me were, um, you know, we're like it's a so social media age, so for me, um, mm -hmm. just comparing myself to a lot of people, um, and I definitely did struggle with like drinking to kind of calm myself down or like mask how I was really feeling. So I would just go numb and I would like spiral out of control and just go on these wild ragers. Like yep. I'd be on vendors. Um, there was a summer when I was like 22, 23, I pretty much was drunk every single day. Um, 
And I was like, okay, like I feel good when I'm drunk and you know, like I would black out, I'd be like, cool, whatever. Like I would forget about it, but then it would just come right back the next day and it would just come right back, right back. And then even after, you know, even after the surgery, I became like super obsessed with going to the gym. I was going to the gym 5 a.m. every day. Um, and like, it was a great stress relief for me, but I also became obsessed with like having to lose a certain amount of calories every day. Um, uh-huh. Even like counting my calories and you know even though my stomach was is 80 percent smaller i still was using a lot of my energy so i was depleted half the time and then you know like any little activity will just make me so tired but i was like no i gotta keep going and you know everyone kind of saw it as like wow you're doing great things you're going to the gym you're doing the sport and you're like they saw it as, as an achievement so i felt like i had to keep that up all the time my bad because i actually saw a lot of that shit, and i was like yo you inspired me yo, like i'm working yo. out harder now and i was like damn i can't take today off because i gotta close these damn rings on this watch wow. and i'd be like okay and like i mean when i tell you when that 50 minute mark hits and it says you gotta stand my ass is getting up i'm like okay i gotta get up mm. um i got sick and i was still like oh no i got like i gotta go for my run get out of here that's yeah it it was really bad you know so it was like those were like little triggers for me and this was after surgery so like Mm. prior to surgery i was like damn i I gotta get into the gym because i would see everyone going to the gym and then when i was finally clear to start going to the gym i became obsessed with it um and then i kind of was like all right i need to i need to reel it in i need to chill out um i nannied over the summer i went to france and every day i was running like five to six miles um, I was just, just like, it was crazy. And at that weight, I was, when I, by the time I had gone to France, I was like, my lowest weight was like 148 or something. And then I'll never forget, like right before I went, I went, I got a physical and the doctor was still kind of like, you're still considered obese because I'm what? only, five, I'm only five two. I'm like, dog, if I get any skinnier, I'm gonna, like, I'm gonna disappear. Like, mm-hmm. And I think that kind of woke me up too, because I was like, "How do? How am I the skinniest I've probably ever been?" Since I was 136 pounds in the eighth grade. Wow. At 30 years old, I was 148 pounds. Like, that's only a 12 pound difference. Mm. I'm like, how can you sit here and tell me that I'm still considered overweight mm. when right now I feel like I'm at the lowest weight I've ever been? Like, I feel mm. really good about myself. And it, that made me sad. Like, I was like, okay, so the whole time I was in France, you know, I was like running. I mean, I still enjoyed myself. I was still like eating and I was still drinking, but it, it was still like in the back of my mind, like, okay, so tomorrow you got to go and you got to run on those cliffs. Like you yeah. have to do it. Um, yeah. And even now, like, so when I came back, I started a new job. It was the, it's a lot more demanding than what it was before. So I kind of like stopped going to the gym. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I'm just at this place where, I feel guilty about everything that I eat because I'm like, I'm not going to the gym. So now that I'm starting to go back to the gym, I'm a little bit more relaxed about it. But, you know, if I don't close my rings, it's fine. Like it's a rest day tomorrow. I can just try again. Um, I definitely, I started an Instagram just for my surgery and, you know, just for that journey. I stopped doing that because again, I was comparing myself to everyone. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, when I would see, but one thing, people don't realize is you don't start at the same place as everyone else. You know, I didn't qualify for the surgery because of my weight. 
necessarily. I qualified more because of like the internal things, the pre-diabetes, mm-hmm. the sleep apnea. You know, like I was told, like if I was to lose five pounds, the insurance wasn't going to cover it. So it was like, you need mm-hmm. to maintain this weight. Yeah, like my heaviest was 225. They're like, you need to maintain this weight because if you lose weight between now and your surgery, which was like six weeks, they were like, the insurance will probably say no. So mm-hmm. wait until, yeah. Wow. But it was just because of like, the extra stuff, you know, mm-hmm. but it, it was kind of like, all right, whatever it is, what it is. So now it's one of those things. I was like, I got to stop because I was following people who were 300 pounds. And when I see that they're hitting that, I lost 125 pounds. I'm like, yo, I've only lost 60 pounds. Like what's wrong with me? People were like, mm. pounds is a lot to lose. That is a lot. But to me, I was like, well, it's not as good as what this person just lost. Right. So like, I knew that yeah. that was, really affecting my mental health so i was like okay i even like deleted instagram for a few for a few months so you blocked um, me i yeah I, I didn't block anyone i just <laughs> um i can i tell you those two months were super fucking productive i was like doing things i was yeah. happy um even now i'm always like damn maybe i should just i like kind of like sometimes i'll just delete it from my from my phone and um, I try not to even go through anyone's story because, you know, I'm always just in the back of my head like, damn, these people are still going to the gym. When was the last time I went to the gym? You know, when was the last time I went, I did, I went on a hike? Um, now that the weather is starting to get a little bit better, I keep saying that, right? Like, it hit 70 once, and I'm like, summer's Same. here. And All like, right, oh, and there's snow today. I know. I do you, Technology has really fucked with a lot of things too because that For makes sure. me think of like one year uh it was my new a couple of years ago it was my new year's resolution um this like right before the pandemic hit to delete all of my uh food apps and by food apps i mean like doordash uh grubhub all of I like the food ordering what was that i gave up uber and i had to delete order. them because yeah dude because it made it it actually made it easier because I actually same thing same thing I was using alcohol to also either make myself feel better or just be happier or just stop thinking about it and so I would drink and then I'd be like I'm gonna order some food and then I order a whole bunch of food and then either or throw up from that or the alcohol or both and like it just it wasn't healthy but it it made it easier i didn't have to go out and get the food <laughs> and like, then no one's looking at you right no one's it, looking at the you. other they don't know who's ordering all that food yeah. they're like yeah this is a big yeah. like when, when they would send like utensils for, for the rest of the house yeah dude same thing. Four people are eating this amount of sushi. Like, all right, whatever. Like, extra chopsticks to good. I was going just to gonna say. I was like, it's always sushi too. It's always the sushi guys that are like, here's I'm five like, you're chopsticks. Judging you're judging me because I ordered seven mm-hmm. rolls, but it's just for me. Thank you very much. I can't do that anymore, unfortunately. But yeah, like yep. you just. And then even now, like I will say, you know, a lot of people think that once you have the surgery, like wow, that's it, your life is going to change. It's not, because then you're also dealing with, like, you have, I'm in a whole new body. You know, I went to a wedding early in, earlier in the year, in January, and I was a co- an old co-worker's, and I saw this one co he was like, dude, I, the last time I saw him was literally the day we left work for the two weeks. Uh, and then, yeah. so it's been two years. And he was like, he was like, 
I haven't seen you since he was like, well, I suppose all half of you. And I was like, yeah. And like that kind yeah. of shocks me too, right? Because people, when you don't see people for a really long time and then they see you, it's just like, oh my God, you look great. And they're not doing it maliciously because they're like, oh my God, you're, you're just like, oh, yeah. like I'm just me. Like, I don't want, I don't want you to give me all this praise because I'm skinny. I want you to give me this praise because you genuinely miss me. So like that. It's, and like, it's, that's it's hard to do that too, even with knowing like I have a friend in Michigan that I just FaceTimed with uh, my friend Ed. And I know that he's been trying uh, the last couple of years, just trying to be healthier because uh, he was concerned about diabetes. Um, he, you know, he has kids and he just wanted to be healthier in general. So the other day I was like, you look really good. Like you look like you've lost some weight. But I said, like, I want to preface that with, I'm not saying it because like, you know, you look, you look good like, before, yeah, but... you lost right not yeah you lost weight i'm just telling you because i know that's something that's important to you because it's it, it is hard even as someone with an eating disorder to be like oh you look so good because you lost weight like and it's it's weird to congratulate that stuff because same when i would when i was at my lowest weight but i was not healthy whatsoever people like oh look at you losing some weight like it's weird to congratulate that it would be like, are you going to congrat? It just made me think it like lame your is. Or- identity. It right? your identity. People are like, oh, wow. Like, this is Danielle. Like, now she lost all this weight. And, like, that's, like, all they want to, like, discuss. And I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, but there's just so many other things that I've done in the past two years. Like, they're like, oh, yeah. yeah. Like, well, how did you lose all the weight? And I'm like, um, okay. Like, I, I get it. Like, I Talk get it. Talk about anything else. Yeah. There's so many other things that make me who I am as a person. But again, when people, when that's all people are recognizing you for, like, I kind of let that become my identity, which was why, like, I became the person who was on Instagram every morning at 5 a.m. posting myself at the gym or yeah. posting what the song was that I was listening to on my way to the gym to hype myself up. Like, I have an entire highlight just about that because I was like, okay, this is what people are expecting me, so that I'm going to give that to people. Mm. But it's just, it's very... um it's very triggering that's all people want to talk about. It's or that's tiring. It, it is. It is tiring, right? Like, I'm like, that's what I said to my boyfriend when I got that email. Like, it's so tiring. Why doesn't someone want to talk about the degrees I have or my art right. or that I'm funny and smart? Like, why is it always about my weight? Like, why I'm, is that a conversation? I'm sorry. And at the that, end of the day, sorry. why is that such a problem for everyone? Even on uh, even on TikTok, it's like, why are there so many people just being upset about people that weigh more than them? At the end of the day, just worry about your damn self. <laughs> like, just it, it's good to feel good about yourself, and and no matter what your weight is, if you you know you're finding things that you like, like I like my hair, I like my eyes, or I like my butt, like. Things that make you feel good is not it does not have to be subjective to how much you weigh, and trying to do things that make it feel better. Because for me, a lot of it was about control, and I think that's where like the therapy and things like that come in. But like the control, and I could control this. I can control what goes in my mouth. I can control what comes out of it, and. Sometimes you just have to like seek therapy, let go and like the things about you that you can't change. You have to love yourself. So 
try try to be kind to people because you don't know what's going on behind closed doors is my end of the day <laughs> Jonathan my end of the day is like I'm sorry that you ladies went through that I'm sorry on either way of the spectrum or anybody who's going through that I've met women who went through those two spectrums or just said fuck it I'm gonna just go and get my body done I think you should just be happy of who you are and that people should accept you, let you be funny before or after the weight loss or whatever it is, whatever you're doing, like they should just love who you are. And I think a lot of us are so stuck on social media and what's going on out in the world, what we think we want, because at the end of the day, all these looks are not going to last. We're all going to grow old. We're all going to not want to be at the gym all the time. We're going to just want to yep. be laid up with, with whoever we're going to be with. So Word. respect <laughs> the fact that what you think, what you what, what looks good next to you or what you think would look good, how you would look good, focus on you. Are you happy with you? Are you happy with the things that you're doing in your life? It doesn't have to be the gym. It doesn't have to be... What are your accomplishments other than working out? What are your accomplishments other than dropping this weight? I went through a weight loss, but I don't think that's me. This is me. Talking my shit is me. I'm happy about those things that I, if, if anything, I help people see things a different way. Or if Sarah helps somebody see different, like, you don't need to go that route. Or Danny showed them, like, you can go this route, but don't make that, that your obsession. You know what I mean? I want you to be happy with you. I know I'm happy with who I am and I'm constantly growing and changing. So maybe you need to step back and seek therapy. Like, I, I think I haven't talked about that enough and saying that you need to go to therapy. But if you're listening to me right now, I don't give a fuck black, brown, uh, whatever gender you want to go by, whatever it is. Seek the therapy before you make any changes to yourself because you need to be OK with who you are or solve those traumas or those things that are that are eating away at you. So that you don't have to do something that you have to constantly keep up with or something that, that it may affect you, you know, health wise later on in life. God, Love you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like I mm. said, you, we get old. Nobody's gonna give a fuck what you look like. It's like, what have you done? What impact have you made on this world? And that's, that's why I do this. I don't care about how I look sometimes or how I may come off, but like I want to make sure I make an impact while I'm here. I think Danny said it before. I'm not here for a long time. I'm here for a good time. That's, that's my model, baby. I'm here for a good time. Not a long time. What so you, what's man? your uh, end of the yeah. day? I think my end of the day, I want everyone to remember that no one has power to tell you who you are as a person. You have to let people know how you want for them to receive you and how you want to be treated, right? You can't just allow people to treat you how they want to treat you because you think that's what you deserve. You are always deserving of, you know, a kind and a healthy love. You're like, you're deserving of respect no matter what size you are. Um, and that's important to know. I think not just for women, but for men, for everyone, you need to understand that you cannot expect for people to, to know how to treat you unless you set that precedent for them. Like, I am who I am, and this is how you're going to treat me. And the minute that someone disrespects that, you check them. And if they're still not getting it, you need to go. Like, I think it's important. you got to check people. Some people need to be checked. And if you got to do that, do that with no shame. 
because I will check you. <laughs> we know you will. We know you will. I think for me, and of course I need visuals because if you guys have YouTube, you can see it. This right here, you might know what it is, Danny, is a horizontal asymptote. I was wondering what the asymptote was. Yes. So a horizontal <laughs> asymptote is a special case of a slant as an asymptote. So the asymptote is essentially that little curve you're seeing that's close to hitting that uh, 90 degree line, but it's never mm-hmm. going to touch it. And that's what perfection is. And that's what looks are like. You have the whole world that are judging these women and people in regards to being perfect. And they're trying to reach that line but just like the horizontal acetope, they will never be able to reach it because they will never touch it at all. So I just want to repeat, if you look at the definition of a horizontal asymptote, the key word in this is called special. You are special. I'm special. We're all special. And regardless of how the world sees us or wants to see us, we have to create our de- definition of what our beauty is. We have to accept ourselves and we have to realize that we'll never reach perfection because beauty is in the eye of the beholder. And quite frankly, there's something for everyone. Uh, but I really appreciate you being here, Danny. This was super awesome. I do want to continue this yes, conversation. Thank you. Uh, and they're interwebs. So we definitely will be doing this. We will be doing the multiverse of uh, more conversations like this yeah. when it comes to looks, weight loss, and all that kind of stuff, because I do want to further explore uh, people's feelings and thoughts on this. Uh, so anyway, um, I just want to say thank you so much. Again, this has been a very sensitive topic for both of you guys, for all parties. And it's, yes, thank not, you for listening. it's not easy. Exactly. Thank you so much for letting me, you know, sharing. But I know it's not easy. And just know that people are here. There are people out there that care. And there are people out there that, you know, are going through and share what you might be going through. And just know that you're not alone. So anyway, my name is Chance. I'm Sarah. Jonathan. This is so, there's Dan. Oh, look at that. You did so awesomely uh thank you so <laughs> this is so about yesterday if you uh found value in this video share with a friend that you like love know hit the subscribe button hit the notification bell so you get notified for a new video that's always out and we will see peace. you guys later in the next video peace thank you so much i wow, the peace <laughs>